Greetings, this is Heirloom Radio, a different kind of oldies program. My name is John Lovering. It has been a while since we've made a visit to Dr. Christian's office, so I thought I would correct that on this track. Yes, we're stepping into our time machine and setting the dial to January 16, 1938. The location is a fictional town by the name of Riverzind, and Heirloom Radio is going to rebroadcast another episode from the extremely popular CBS radio program, Dr. Christian, starring Gene Herschelt. The series ran 17 years on radio from 1937 to 1956, and in 1956 it was produced as a syndicated television program until 1957. The character of Dr. Christian, played by Gene Hirschhalt, was based on Dr. Alan Roy Defoe. He was the obstetrician who delivered and cared for the Dion Quintuplets. Holt had starred in a movie, The Country Doctor, in 1936, playing Dr. John Luke, who was based on Dr. Defoe. When the radio show was proposed to CBS, they tried to use the name Dr. John Luke, but could not get the rights to it. So Hirschhalt, being a fan of Hans Christian Andersen's work, borrowed that name for his character, Dr. Paul Christian. This episode is entitled The Flood Story. It takes place during a January thaw rainstorm, just as Dr. Christian's secretary, Judy, announces to the doctor that he has been selected as the head of a Washington commission to study medical care for the common people, and he will need to give up his practice in River's End and move to Washington. Well, at that point, someone burst into the office to tell Dr. Christian that an ice jam has broken in the river and a dangerous flood is about to impact the entire town. Dr. Christian rushes out to help, and as the story progresses, he realizes how important it is to remain as the doctor for the people in the town of River's End. My name is John Lovering, and I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast and this episode of Dr. Christian. Hollywood, California, we bring you Chapter 11 in the Chronicles of River's End. The star of the show, Gene Hersholt, in his greatest of all roles. The title of the show, Dr. Christian. The sponsor of the show, the Cheesebro Manufacturing Company, owners of the trademark Vaseline. One of the family of Vaseline products we've mentioned on this Dr. Christian program is Vaseline Camphor Ice. And we've received many letters from people thanking us for calling this useful product to their attention again. Here's one from a girl in Elmira, New York. She says, When I heard you say on the program that Vaseline Camphor Ice was the thing to use for chapped lips, I made up my mind to buy a stick of it. And when I went to the store to get it, I was amazed to find that I could also get a small edition of it called Vaseline Lip Ice made just like a lipstick and easy to carry around in my bag. The druggist explained it came in white and red, and I chose the red one. It simply swelled for chapped lips. In fact, since I've been using it regularly, my lips have not been chapped at all. I use the big ten-cent stick for chapped hands and that rough place on the back of my heels. It works right into the skin and makes it marvelously soft. Thank you, Mr. Gene Herschel, for a wonderful program. The products you advertise are as good as the story. I'm crazy to see you and Sonia Henney in the new picture... Happy Landing. It's coming to my local theater soon. I hope you sell enough Vaseline products to stay on the radio a long, long time. 
Well, young lady, Jean Herschel joins us in thanking you for your nice letter. We enjoy hearing from our fans, so write again. And so to today's story of Dr. Paul Christian. As the scene opens, it is 7 o'clock in the evening, and Dr. Christian and his friend Roy Davis, the druggist, are having a game of checkers in the doctor's office. Mm, let's see. Well, it looks as if you've got me this time, Doc, but uh, I'll make this move. <laughs> yes, Roy, I think I have. <laughs> Well, at that, there are worse checker players than I am. Hmm? I said there are worse checker players than I am. Yes, I was just trying to think of one. <clears throat> well, that's a game of peace. You want to play off the time? Sure, it's an hour and a half before the bus gets in. Might as well give you a good swimming. The, the <laughs> bus? Oh, didn't I tell you? Judy's back from a vacation in Hollywood. No, is she? Mm-hmm. Her train got into the city at 2 o'clock this afternoon. She phoned me and said that she was catching the 8.30 Riverside bus. Well, you're lucky to get her back. I thought she might stay out there and try to crash the movie. Ah, uh, uh, no, not Judy. Besides, she's got another little reason for coming back. In fact, it's not such a little reason at that. Six feet tall and weighs about 190 pounds. Jerry Turner? Mm-hmm, Jerry Turner. <laughs> They're not exactly engaged, are they? No, no, but I know the symptoms. And I'd say the case is already in its secondary stage. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope it's incurable. There are a couple of swell kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, just a minute, Roy. Hello? Yes, this is Dr. Christian. Judy will be home tonight. You're welcome. That phone's been going all day. Whatever you do, Roy, don't get up mixed up with the telephone. Now, let's see. Where were we? Your move. Oh, yes. Well, if you have a notion that I'm going to... Wait a minute. Hello? Oh, hello, Susan. Yes, Judy will be back this evening. Oh, it's no trouble at all. <laughs> Goodbye. My move? Well, Roy, I'm going to show you a new trick. Instead of the... Ah. Judy will be home this evening. <laughs> I should think it would be a lot less trouble if you just put a notice in the paper. Well, the next time anyone asks me about Judy, I'm going to lose my temper and do something I'll be sorry for. Hmm. Your move? No, still yours. All right. I think I'll just let you... Doc, you heard from Judy? Uh, now, be careful, Doc. Don't. Don't shoot. Say, what news? He's young, Doc. Now, don't shoot him. Hey, what is this? Oh, hello, Jerry. Oh, it's just Roy's idea of a joke. A joke? Well, all I can say is it's a good thing for you, Jerry, that I got him calmed down. You should have seen him. Positively raging every time the phone rang. I tell you, when you interrupt Doc's checker game, he's... A... Now, wait. Now, wait. <laughs> now, just keep cool. Don't get excited, Doctor. I'll answer. Hello? Oh, this is Roy Davis speaking. Well, didn't Al attend to that? Okay, I'll be right over. Got to get back to the store. Mm, I want you, Roy, to leave telephones alone. See you in the morning, Doc. <laughs> All right, Roy. Come on, Jerry. Come on. Say, Dr. Christian, you got a pair of scissors handy? Yeah, I, I think there's a pair in the drawer here. I want to cut the string on this box. Yeah, there you are. Thanks. Oh, my goodness. 
Where did you get such wonderful roses at this time of year? I had one of the bus drivers bring them from the city. See, now where can I put them so Judy won't miss them when she comes to the office in the morning? Wait. I- I'll get you a vase. I hope they'll keep them till morning. Oh, I'll put some water in it. They'll keep. Hey, uh, how about putting them over here on the table, huh? No, 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 no. Put them right smack in center of a desk. Well, uh, not much at arranging flowers, but... Huh. They don't look so bad on the desk as that, huh? Well, she'd be crazy about them. Well, I guess I'd better beat it along home and change my clothes. Oh, what do you want to change your clothes for? You look all right the way you are. Oh, not for a special occasion like this. Well... Tonight, I'm dialing up. <laughs> I'll see you at the bus station. Okay, but I warn you, you're only going to have a chance to say hello to her. <laughs> After that, she's mine. All right, Jerry. Hey, uh... Yeah. You're sure she'll see those roses on her desk all right, huh? Now, how can she miss them? She'll see them the first thing she does when she comes into the office in the morning. Well, don't mention roses to her tonight. Oh, no. No, I won't. I want her to be surprised when she comes in. And... Dr. Christian! Why, Judy! And Jerry! Oh, it's so good to see you, both of you. Well, it's it's good to see you, too, we but We thought that... you were coming on the 8.30. Come on in, Bill. Dr. Christian, this is Mr. Conway. How do you do, Dr. Christian? Well, how do you do? And Mr. Conway, Jerry Turner. Oh, how do you do? Hello. Well, this is a surprise. Ah, you don't know the half of it. We were going to meet you at the station. Well, I'm afraid that's my fault. Judy and I came east on the same train. I live in the city, you know, so I didn't see why she should have to wait for the bus when my car was right in the garage. Oh, you drove from the city. Uh-huh, we just got here. Haven't even been home yet. Well, say, if Mr. Conway's in a hurry to get back, why... Oh, didn't... I'm taking him to the house to meet my family. Oh. Well, Judy, how does it seem to be back? Ah, grand. <laughs> well, I don't know. Tomorrow morning the work starts. You'll be back at your, uh, desk. I love it. <laughs> oh, but you don't need to be at your desk too early. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you'd better sleep late and get the rest. Rest? All the way. Bill and I have been going places. It's Hollywood that needs the rest. Oh, you, uh... You met Mr. Conway in Hollywood, huh? Yes. Yeah, so oh, I... did you see any of the picture studios? Oh, we spent a whole day at 20th Century Fox. So I'm shooting a picture and everything. Hmm. Uh, I don't suppose you saw any of the big executives at their desks. No, but we met some of the stars. Bill knows everybody in Hollywood. Well, not exactly everybody. My father has some connections out there which come in handy. Oh, perhaps you know my father, Dr. Christian. D.J. Conway? Senator Conway? Yes. Sure I do. That is, I, I don't really know him, but I've heard a lot about him. <laughs> He's heard a lot about you, too. Ah, you bet he has. <laughs> In fact, I saw his picture in the paper just the other day, uh, sitting at his desk. <laughs> well, we'd we better be getting along or we'll be late for dinner. Good evening, Dr. Christian. I'll be seeing you again. Uh, good evening. Good night. Say, uh, Judy, I'd sort of planned to... Goodbye, Turner. I'll be in early tomorrow, Dr. Christian, because I've got a big surprise for you. <laughs> An ounce of prevention, says the old saw, is worth a pound of cure. It would help enormously to keep your hair if you would begin early in life to take the best possible care of your scalp. One thing you can do is to keep the scalp clean, really clean, with weekly applications of Vaseline hair tonic rubbed well into the scalp until the tightness is relieved. The accumulated surface dirt is loosened. 
and the hair roots are enriched with the new food supply brought them by the increased blood supply that results from friction and stimulation of the circulation in the scalp. After such a workout, the hair should be shampooed, dried, and dressed with a light application of the tonic to keep it smooth and well-groomed. Vaseline hair tonic comes in two sizes, priced at 40 and 70 cents. The 40-cent size contains enough for from six to ten weekly scalp treatments in addition to daily grooming. Remember, you cannot begin this needed scalp treatment too soon. So get a bottle of Vaseline hair tonic tomorrow and use it. Turn you now to Dr. Christian's office where Judy is busily pounding the typewriter. Ah, sure is pouring. Turning warmer, too. Looks like the January thaw is here, all right. Oh, hasn't the rain let up yet? No, coming down harder than ever. All ready to go? Oh, I can't leave yet, Jerry. Dr. Christian isn't back. Why, it's after six o'clock. Where is he? He had to take a patient to the hospital. Rushed out of here this morning before I had a chance to say a word to him. Well, I'll stick around. He ought to be showing up pretty soon. But, Jerry, if it's a serious case, he may not be back until late. Oh, you can't go home by yourself in this rain anyway. Uh, you haven't any other plans, have you? No. Why? Well, I just thought I'd ask. Thought maybe your friend, Mr. Conway, might be around. Oh, he went back to the city last night. How'd you happen to meet him anyway? Oh, I met him in Hollywood. Well, sure, I know, but, but how? What'd he do? Just bust up here and say hello? No, we were quite properly introduced, if that's what you mean. <laughs> Why, Jerry, you don't think he's important, do you? No, except in his own estimation. I don't think that's very funny. Well, of course, when it comes to being funny, I couldn't compete with him. You're not being very nice. Bill Conway's a friend of mine. When I was in Hollywood, he treated me marvelously. Okay, and... okay, I'm not saying anything against him. But if he's the kind of guy you'd fall for... Oh, who said anything about falling for Well, you him? certainly acted as if you had last night. I didn't either. Anybody's likely to be a little excited, just getting home from a trip. And about those roses on my desk. Honestly, Jerry, I didn't notice them. Ah. Uh, I know you didn't, Judy. I, I'm sorry I brought it up. Well, maybe that's Dr. Christian now. Dr. Christian's office? Oh, hello. Uh, yes. Yes, I didn't recognize your voice. No, I haven't had a chance to talk to Dr. Christian about it. Well, where are you now? Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> of course you are. No, I can't. No, honestly. Well, all right. Oh, I'll be here till 9 o'clock. All right, I will. Goodbye. Who was that? Why? Who was it? Well, if you have to know, Jerry, it was Bill Conway. I thought so. And he's coming here, isn't he? Well, isn't he? What if he is? Giving me that stuff about not having any plans for this evening. Telling me he'd gone back to the city. Why, you've had a date with him all the time. You think I've been lying? You ought to know. No wonder you've been so anxious to get rid of me. Well, go ahead. Go out with your stuck-up tailor's dummy. See if I care. Ha-ha, <laughs> you're just jealous because he has a lot of polish. Yeah, so is the kid that shines my shoes. <laughs> but I'll tell you one thing. You better keep him away from me if you don't want him mussed up. Oh, look at the big, strong caveman. <laughs> one punch and he'll cave in. Is that so? <laughs> well, let me tell you something. I've had just about... Tell you what, Joey. Tell us he's just leaving. You're doggone right, I <laughs> Well, what's the matter with Joey? Why is he going in such a rush? Oh, he said something about having his shoes shine. Well, he'll get him all stressed up in this rain. Oh, I'm tired. Were you at the hospital all day? 
It's four o'clock this afternoon. Mrs. Morrow. Nothing serious. An appendectomy. Oh. Well, she's getting along all right. Oh, what about this afternoon's appointments? I canceled them all. Oh, I better... Here. I see. I better phone and find out if there's anything urgent. If there is, I can make some calls this evening. Oh, you're not going out on a night like this. Well, if I don't, who will? Oh, let them go till tomorrow morning. Yeah, I wish I could. Let's see the list. Now, uh, wait just a minute. Don't get up because I'm going to tell you my big surprise. Maybe a little bit of a shock. Hmm? Uh, you're through working day and night, catching your sleep when you can get it, being on the job 24 hours. It's finished. Finished? Yeah. Everything's all settled. Next spring, you start a whole new life. Next spring, I start... Huh? Uh, Judy, you're, you're not, um... You're not ill, are you? No, I'm perfectly well and perfectly sane. Well, then it must be me. There's something wrong with one of us. Well, if you only listen a minute, Bill Conway and I talked the whole thing over. That's the news I mentioned last night. It's all arranged for you to quit next spring. You and Bill Conway uh, arranged yeah. it? Yeah, uh-huh. Well, I'm glad you told me about it. But that isn't all. Oh, there's, there's some more. Uh-huh. Well, now that you got me out of a job, possibly you made some arrangement about, uh, about how I'll manage to eat. Oh, please don't joke about it. I'm serious. Before Bill and I left the city yesterday afternoon, we had a long talk with Bill's father. There's to be a medical commission appointed in Washington next spring. And you're to be the head of it. You'll be supplied with a secretary, who'll be me, and you'll have Wait. The... Wait a minute here. A medical commission? Mm-hmm. To make a three-year study of medical care for the common people. It's right in your line. Senator Conway said so himself, because they want a man who's had actual experience and, and knows the problems of both the doctor and the public. With your experience, you're just the man. And you'll have an office in Washington, D.C., and... And leave Riversand? Mm-hmm. No. That's impossible. Why is it impossible? Well, uh, I... You see, I... Uh, I don't... see? You can't think of one good reason. Well, I'll have to give up my practice here. Well, there'll be other doctors on the commission. They'll have to give up theirs, too. If they can do it. Oh, I... it's... It's out of the question, Judy. Mm. Oh, you shouldn't have bothered the senator with it. He was tickled to death to think you'd even consider it. Oh, please, Dr. Christian. Don't you see this is your one big chance? Oh, but I can't... Oh, don't... don't say no. At least wait till Bill comes and talk it over with him. He's on his way now. He phoned me from the service station. He'd be here in ten minutes. Now, just wait until... Well, you like taking a beating at Trekkers this evening, Doc? No, no, Roy. No, I... I've got something to think about. Dr. Christian's going to be appointed head of a medical commission in Washington. What's that? Senator Conway's going to recommend him. Well, say, this is news. In Washington, eh? Yeah, but, but, but I'm not going to accept. Oh, nonsense. Tremendous honor. You must accept. You'll be a national figure making a marvelous reputation. <laughs> May I come in? Oh, yes, yes. Come in. Come in, Mr. Conway. Hello, Judy. Hello. Uh, Mr. Conway, Mr. Davis. Uh, how do you do? How do you do, Mr. Davis? Bill's father is Senator Conway. Oh, yes, yes. Well, Mr. Conway, your father is recommending a fine man for the National Medical Commission. I'm sure of that. In fact, when we mentioned Dr. Christian to Dad, he, he seemed to know all about him. Well, Doctor, is everything all set? Well, I... I don't know it. Been kind of sudden. Sure, it's all set. Giving up my practice here, well, it's not going to be so easy. It's... But you'll have plenty of time to make plans. The commission won't meet until spring. Well, I'll have to think it over. Oh, of course. And if there are any difficulties, Dad can iron out for you. I'm sure he'll be glad to do it because he's counting on you. There won't be any difficulties. Well, confidentially, I'm counting on him too. You see, I want Judy in Washington when I'm there next spring. So my motives are purely selfish. Ah, uh-huh. well, we'll be there. This is one time when I. 
My jelly. The ice jam up the river's broken. What? The river's a torrent, still rising. The bottom land's already flooded. They're getting people out of the houses now. You'd better hurry. Uh, where to take them? Most of them to the Powell's place. But if the river keeps rising, that's going to be flooded, too. Was anyone drowned? I don't know. Wait till I get my kit. And, uh, Roy, you and Judy better come along, too. All right. We need all the help you can get. Where's that raincoat you brought me, Jerry? I've got it out in the car. Is the car outside? Yeah. All right, I'll meet you there. I'm going back to the store, get some bandages and things. Well, hell you are. All right, now. I'll go along with you. You, Conway? Now, you better not. You might get your clothes muddy. All the same, I think I'll go. All right, that's swell. We'll stick right together. Because as soon as we're through, I've got something to say to you. Jim Morgan here. What's the matter with Jim? It's my hand, Doc. He was trying to get our furniture out, and I mashed it between the box I was carrying and the door. Come on, you guys. We got to get the stock out of the barn. Come over here by the headlights of the car, Jim. All right, Doc. Let me take a look at it. Anything I can do, Dr. Christian? Yes. Get me my kit. And and tell Judy that I want those bandages. All right. Now, let's see, Jim. Gosh, it sure hurts, Doc. Yes, you did a good job mashing that hand. Why, why didn't you dress it for him? He wouldn't let me touch it. Wanted you to look at it. Here you are, Dr. Christian. Thanks. Now, this might hurt a little bit, Jim. I guess I can stand it, Doc. Oh. Oh, Doc. Oh. Yes, I know it burns a little, but it'll stop in a minute. Oh. Bandages. Here. It's a good thing you come along, Doc. But it seems like you're always around when a fella needs you. <laughs> Does it beat better now? Yeah. Yeah, a lot better. Roy, you finish this bandaging, will you? I better go down over to the pals. All right, I'll see you there after a while. Hop in the car, you kids. Okay. And Jim, drop into my office tomorrow. I will, Doc. straightened out. Oh, we've lost everything. Everything. Oh, now I don't think it'll be as bad as all that. We've had floods before and they haven't done such an oh. awful lot of damage. Henry wasn't there when the water started to come up. I didn't know what to do. Well, did Henry get there at all? Yes, and brought some men with him. They're still there. Oh, then they'll take care of everything. <laughs> It'd take quite a little while for the water to get up into your house. They'd have plenty of time to move the furniture and things upstairs. And it's never gotten as high as you're upstairs. Well, that, that's right, isn't it? Well, you'll have to do a lot of scrubbing and cleaning after the water goes down, but I'll bet you'll find you got off pretty easy. Oh, I don't care how much work there'll be for me. Oh, there you are. Nothing's happened that can't be cured by a little hard work. Anything else I can do, Dr. Christian? Uh, did you put some water on to boil? Yes. Well, go and tell Judy that I... Help him in here. Right over this way. Oh! It's getting Carson! Uh, the barn collapsed, Doc. He got caught under some timbers. I had a double of a time getting Oh, out. he's dead. He's dead. No, he isn't. 
Who put the bandage on his leg? I did. He was bleeding pretty bad. I took his shirt and tied it up. Conway, get me a basin of hot water. All right. Bring him in here. Now, take it easy, old man. Right here, doctor? Yes. Put him on the bed. Jerry, go out to my car and see if there's another roll of the bandage. If there isn't, look for Roy Davis. He's got some in his car. Okay. Is this enough water, Dr. Christian? Yes. Put it there. The rest of you clear out. Yeah? We're just outside here. Okay, Doc. All right. Smooth it out a little. You've got to work fast. He's bleeding badly. I think he's coming too. All right. It would have been a lot better if they had put on his tourniquet and set up this bandage. Press your fingers just above the bandage. Right there. Press hard. Now, just hold it till I... Oh, it's you, Doc. Hello, Sam. Certainly, certainly glad to see you. Yes, I guess you're going to need a few repairs. Well, you're... You're the fellow who can make them. Leg isn't... Isn't broken, is it? No. No, but it's going to give you a little twinge when I put this clamp on. You go ahead, Doc. You know what to do. Now try and relax, and it'll be much easier. Could I... Could I have a cigarette, Doc? Sure. Here's one. Thanks. Now, I won't hurt you any more than I have to. I know you won't, Doc. You'll get all ready first. Now, try and think of something else. Do you think of the time that you and I went fishing? Remember that day? Yeah. <laughs> you were sitting there in the boat with your line in the water. You were not paying very much attention. All of a sudden, you got a bite. Light, Judy. All right. Well, here we are. Back where we started from. Oh, your clothes, Bill. That suits a sight. Yeah, it's kind of muddy, isn't it? If you haven't all the qualifications for a first-class tramp. You might take a peek in the mirror yourself. Huh? Is that streak of soot across your face for adornment or purely utilitarian? <laughs> oh, heavens. <laughs> well, this has been quite an experience for me, Dr. Christian. Do they have floods often? Oh, no. The last one was four or five years ago. But there's always something to keep life interesting. I imagine. You see, the ice jams up in the river, and then, if there's a sudden thaw, it lets loose a lot of water all at once. It was this warm rain that started it. You suppose there was much damage done? Oh, not a great deal. If you weren't careful, most of the damage would come afterwards. Typhoid, flu, pneumonia, and but so But Dr. On. Christian's like the Marines. He always has the situation well in hand. How about that fellow Carson? Will he get all right? Oh, sure. I'll have to keep my eye on him for a while to see that infection doesn't set in, but he'll be all right. Well, I guess we might as well call it a day. I'll have to get up early in the morning. Is uh, Mr. Conway taking you home, Judy? Oh, he has such a long drive to the city. I think I'd... I think I'll stay at the hotel tonight. Phone in tomorrow morning and have some clothes sent out. Mm -hmm. Good night, and thanks for helping. Oh, uh, Dr. Christian, I don't want to influence your decision about that appointment, but... 
Maybe Judy and I have been wrong. Why, Bill? Oh, I don't mean it the way you think, Judy, but... But I realize tonight how much these people need him and depend on him. How much confidence they have in him. You're right, Dr. Christian. It's not going to be easy to give up your practice. No, but then as Judy pointed out, there'll be other doctors in the commission. They'll have to give up theirs. Dr. Christian's made plenty of sacrifices for them already. He's had offers before. This isn't the first one. And he's always stayed on. Yes, now that I have a little time to make arrangements... Yes, he won't be exactly running out on his patients. His offer's too big to turn down. What do you think, Dr. Christian? Yes, it is too big to turn down. And he's entitled to do more important work. Only I wonder if there is anything more important than taking care of those who need you. Well, you know best, Dr. Christian. I saw the lights on, so so I figured you were still up. Oh, hello, Turner. I hoped you would show up. Didn't you want to say something to me? Yeah. Jerry, uh... Now, what's the matter? But I've changed my mind. I've got you all wrong, Conway. I had you doped out as a... Well, never mind about that. But after the way you pitched in and helped tonight, you're okay. Well, well, thanks. <laughs> Say, wait, Jerry wasn't jealous, was he? Sure, and I still am. But anyway, from now on, Conway, it'll be a case of the best man wins. What do you say? Okay by oh, me. Oh, shake. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm afraid I'm going to get the brakes, Turner, because I'll be in Washington next spring. Just about the time Judy and Dr. Christian arrive there. Washington? No. No, it'll be Jerry who gets the brakes. Because next spring, Judy and Dr. Christian will be doing business at the same old stand. You're not going? No. But I thought you decided to accept. Well, if he doesn't, I know what I'm going to do. I'm go- Oh, well, I'll go right on working for him. <laughs> What's all this about? <laughs> well, yeah, I had a sort of a notion that maybe the time had come to leave River's End. Mr. Conway talked me into it and then talked me out of it again. So I guess that leaves me right here where I am. Dr. Christian's stories, starring Jean Hersholt in the title role, come to you every Sunday afternoon with the good wishes of the makers of Vaseline products, which have been standard home remedies for more than half a century. So when you buy, be sure to look for the trademark Vaseline on the package. If you don't see it, you are not getting the genuine article. And by the way, if you suffer from chapped lips and hands, remember especially the Vaseline camphor ice in the large 10-cent stick and the Vaseline lip ice in a small lipstick container for your purse, also priced at 10 cents. All prices mentioned on this program apply only to the United States. Hersholt, who appears on this program through the courtesy of 20th Century Fox, will be back next Sunday afternoon with another delightful Dr. Christian story. We hope you will all listen in. This is Arthur Gilmore bidding you good afternoon for the makers of Vaseline Preparation. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.